Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, grace and peace to you. Welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff. This is the first entry in a series that I have called Mass Deception, the Antichrist Plan for the Church. And the tagline for Right on Radio, as you can see, if you're watching this on video, is in the top right-hand corner, and it says, live right in the real world. Well, the real world is both visible and invisible, and on this show, I tend to uh, focus on both of them and describe what is happening, as far as I know, in the visible and invisible world, and then you decide how to live right in it. At some point in this series, I knew I was going to have to make a, a couple statements of faith and my personal beliefs, so I'm just going to get that out of the way. Um, and then also in this program, because I had mentioned it if you watched the prelude to the series, I had mentioned to you that there have been a couple times on this show when I have given out incorrect information. and. I'm going to reveal one of those things where I believe my voice has misled you and uh, not only myself, but many other people on my show have repeated the same thing to you. It was not intentional, but I'm going to make a really clear point with that particular thing and I'm going to show you. Uh, what I believe was an error in my way. And if you think I'm in error again, <laughs> I invite you to uh, to correct me. And I, it would be nice if I was wrong. However, uh, this is going to be a very revealing uh, series to you. Today, we're going to be talking about the history. Uh, we have to build up. It's not uh, that I'm prolonging this, but you have to understand where the deception comes from. And... The points in this, uh, I'm going to be running a PowerPoint presentation for those of you who are watching. Uh, if you want, I suggest you screenshot the different slides that I have because each one of the points made is significant for you to really understand the roots uh, of how this got into the church and what is actually happening and why this is such a mass deception. Uh, if you notice the cover art, there's a couple uh, symbols that are on there. Uh, those are going to be explained in this program. We're also going to talk about some of the other religions in the world, because at the end of the day, um, this is about a one world religion and the mass deception that is behind it and some of the players involved. So without further ado, let me bring up my first slide, and this is just a, a quick statement in of my beliefs and my faith. Of course, I believe in Jesus Christ died and rose again on the cross. He's my Savior. Uh, I don't have to go over those fundamentals, I don't believe. But with this, um, if you're with us Sunday, we are studying the book of Ephesians at, at the time of recording this. Uh, in February 2nd of uh, 2023 is the date that is this is being recorded. And um, we're currently in the study of Ephesians, but it's important for me to address a couple things here. So uh, Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. Now, this was written, you know, 2,000 years ago, thereabouts, 
maybe a little bit less, but a couple century, couple uh, thousand years ago, I believe this is still valid. It's important that I make this point. I believe there are still apostles. There's still prophets in this world. There's evangelists, there's pastors, and there's teachers. And we're all here for the equipping of the saints. Uh, I was advised of the word cessationalist <laughs> um, the other day by uh, one of the people in our community. And I want to be sure uh, to exhaust that argument and tell you exactly what I believe. Uh, the next one is from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, and I'm just going to read this. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For it is one, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another, prophecy, and to another, the distinguishing of spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he referring to our Lord, wills. I believe that these gifts are every bit as valuable today and as real today as they were at the time this book was written. I do believe there are still gifts of tongues. I do believe there's gifts of prophecy. I do believe in all of these things. And just going back to my common logic and deduction that I like to do, this was canonized in the Bible. It was canonized for a reason. If today we are reading it and these things were invalid to us, it would be some kind of a weird joke by God on us. God is still doing miracles. God is still doing these things. God still gives us heavenly languages. But it is very important to note that I also believe the enemy, Satan himself, is an imitator. And he has copies of all these things, which adds confusion which takes away people from the word, which gets people arguing with each other. Why? Can we not accept the fact that God gives these gifts and the devil has an imitation and both things are working at the same time? I think so. All right. So an introduction to this series, and I'm going to go deeper and deeper as we go with it, but this is some very key points that I wanted to uh, make sure that you understand as we get into this. There are two types of people, saved and unsaved. Now, ones who are unsaved already belong to the devil. Can they choose salvation? Absolutely. But if you're unsaved at this moment, you belong to the devil. You don't belong to God. You're still in the wrong kingdom. So the devil doesn't need to focus on you. The devil 
is focused on the church. As I mentioned before, the devil is an imitator. You're going to see that more and more as we go through this series. The devil is an infiltrator, meaning he's infiltrated the church. He is an infiltrator. So he's an imitator and he's an infiltrator. A mass deception to get the saved to unite to one world religion and to take the mark, which is the only way that you are going to lose your salvation. So the mass deception, that's what it's about. And that's why this is so huge. You're going to see. It's also important to note that the devil can deceive the elect. Now, there's a ton of scriptures I could pull up on this. I just don't want to make these hours and hours and hours, and I want to give you the information. But it's very clear in the Bible that even the elect can be deceived. The devil can use even the elect. Yes, Christian, the devil can use you. And what you're going to see is that he's using thousands upon thousands, if not millions of Christians to achieve his one world religion. Uh, it's it's going to be a wild ride, folks. Therefore, this series is purposed to show the deception. As I mentioned in the prelude, if you know how the magician's trick is performed, when the magician's telling you to look to one way, you look the other way and you see it. And once you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you know how the trick is done, you will know, and you'll see it everywhere. The purpose of this is not to cast judgment on any individual. Only God can do that. But to judge the words and doctrines and to expose the mass deception. Um, I always forget, hit the plus button, the rumble button, and uh, and please leave me comments on this. I don't uh, reply to the comments as often on rumble because it's clunky. It's not nearly as good as YouTube as far as the technology goes. Um, however, I do read every comment. Um, now I'm going to tell you what the mass deception, not the mass deception, but the deception that you've heard me say many times on this program. And the point isn't to tell you that I was in error. There's a much greater point, and I want you to hold on to the point that I'm going, the couple points I'm going to make here throughout the series. They're critical for you to learn from this. So one of the things that I have said on the program many times is the great harvest to come. We're coming into this great harvest. The move of the Spirit is so immense. Now, I do believe still in a greater move of the Spirit. I still believe that. Jesus said we'll do greater things. I believe Jesus at his word. But I have repeated this thing that the great harvest at the end times, because I've heard great leaders say this. I've heard 
people that I trust know way more about the Bible than I do say the same thing. The great harvest is coming. Well, upon looking at the scriptures, I now see it a different way. Matthew 9, verse 37, and this is in every one of the Gospels. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. Okay, that's a great harvest, right? The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. Just taking this statement on face value, it tells me that it's not a great harvest. The harvest is plentiful. There's millions and millions and billions of people that need to be saved. But the workers are few. Now, God can do something on his own and bring way more people in, and I pray he does that. But actually, the scriptures say there's going to be a falling away, and I, and I really don't find God contradicting himself too often. In fact, not at all. When you read the scriptures as a whole, Anyone can pull out one scripture and say this, but when you read it as a whole, God does not contradict himself. And he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And there will be a great falling away. I didn't pull that up, but Matthew 24, all kinds of places. Then the Lord says in Matthew 9, 38, the very next verse, therefore plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And by the way, these also go with the scriptures, narrow is the gate that leads to salvation, but wide is the gate to destruction. You see? Um, again, I just repeated it. I just, it sounded great. Oh, yeah. That's not what I'm finding in the Bible, folks. Matthew 13, uh, verses 38 to 40. This is what, I, what else he says about the harvest. And in the this is the when he was asked what the parable of the sowing of the seeds meant. Jesus replied, and the field is the world. And as, and as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. And the weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. He plants them right. Is that talking about him infiltrating? I think so. He sowed the one who sowed the weeds is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. So just as the weeds are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. So the point is, I took man's word for it. I didn't look it up myself. Um, actually, yeah, I'll just do this in order. Um, I have another point to make on that, but we'll come back to it. Uh, back to the intro to the, uh, series. I put that in for a reason. You're going to see why I told you that that I listened to man and I spread a false gospel. It was not what the scriptures are telling me. So this series is going to go deep. You're going to see the twisting of scripture. From the lies of demons through the Vatican, through the Nazis, 
through the CIA and into the modern church. And it's to fulfill the beast new world order agenda. A mass deception is happening right now. Matthew 24, verse 4 to 5. Jesus told them, do not let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. So it's not just one that's coming saying that I am the Messiah. Many will come. Brothers and sisters, the, the saying there, I am the Messiah, that's calling yourself God. You're going to be shocked at how many Christians are calling themselves God. This is only a part of the mass deception that is going on right now. So let's look at the very first deception. The serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. That's verse four. She didn't die right away after eating the fruit. But she didn't know the repercussions. And then the devil says in verse 5, For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. And as I mentioned in the prelude, that's not a lie. It's a deception. So it's a twisting of the truth to get Eve to perceive what he is saying is good, where what he's saying obviously was the path to destruction. But it wasn't a lie. God knows both good and evil. He sees it. And we are going to, when she ate the apple, we are like God, knowing both good and evil. That was a true statement. But do you see how clever the deception is? This is what's going on in the church, folks. And I thank God that he has shown me that I will not fall for this deception. So let's look at that saying, and you will become like God. And you'll notice for those of you watching on video here, I have the two symbols that were uh, on the cover art for this. And you'll notice they're both threes, and there's two of them, so there's 33. That can't be a coincidence. But they're also the symbols of the chakras. Oh, 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 oh. I forgot to mention something really important. I got to go back. Uh, for God knows that on that day you will eat from it and your eyes will be opened. Does that sound like the Great Awakening to you? You're going to see this Great Awakening is all occult teaching. It's all occultish. And yes, Christian patriot, we've been pushing it. It goes so much deeper. It goes so much deeper. Folks, I hope you appreciate the amount of work I've put in to studying and putting this together for you. 
you know, I've put probably 40 to 50 hours in preparation for this. And even just today, I've been in the scriptures for six, seven hours. So what are these uh, threes and threes? Well, the first one is the sixth level of the chakra on your pineal gland, the great awakening, the third eye. <laughs> yeah, folks, can't wait to wake up our neighbors, right? I think we got to change our words. Words are important. No, we need our neighbor, neighbors to be saved. We need them to know the truth. Yes, we'd like them to know what's going on in the world, the truth about what's going on in the world. But I think we got to get away from the Great Awakening, folks. We're using occult language. And the next symbol is the seventh chakra. Become like God. You've arrived. Here's your crown. The euphoria moment. You're going to notice that these things are very similar in a lot of the Eastern religions. And so we're going to have to cover them. Just so you have an understanding, because not only are these things common in Eastern religions, and now common in Christian faith and vernacular, it's how it's going to be blended in to the one world church. So it's important we pay attention to this. And the stage is set for the mass deception of the church. It's set. It's already in place. It's already happening. I'm going to prove it to you without a doubt in this series. And for those of you who are watching, looking at it, you'll see a picture of the serpent with all of the chakras on it. Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14. This is so important that you listen to this. This is describing Lucifer. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. Do you hear that new age a lot? Ascension? We need to ascend? I will raise my throne above the stars of God. Who are the stars of God? They're the angels, right? They've, they've been called stars. So by claiming the, the new age thing, by becoming God, you are raising your throne. Now we are made in the image of God and we are made higher than the angels. This is part of the deception it says, I will raise my throne above the stars of God. That's what Lucifer is saying. And I will sit on the mount of the assembly. In the recesses of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds <coughs> into the heavens, going into the throne room. <laughs> this is what he's saying. This is what Lucifer is saying. This is what the occult says as well. They will go into the throne room. And then it says, I will make myself like the Most High. Every one of these points in these two verses comes into play, and you're going to see how it all fits in. Acts 20, verses 28 and 29. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you the overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. 
I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. So he's saying savage wolves will come in and not spare the flock. Even the elect can and will be deceived. Not all of us. I pray for you as we go through this series that you will not be deceived. Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Generations deep. Here's the underlying point of this. Oh, I, sorry, I keep wanting to go there, folks, <laughs> but I have to read more to you. Uh, this was just kind of a good setup strategy. Again, I'm introducing these concepts to you. We know that since the creation of mankind, Satan's insidious master plan has been simply put to put a veil between God's children and God's inerrant word. It began in the Garden of Eden when the serpent asked Eve, did God really say? Therefore raising doubt as to the authority and authenticity of what God had said. Ever since that day, he continues to attack the inerrancy and sufficiency of the Bible. Without question, we know that Satan has stepped up the pace in this strategy. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 to 11. Each one of these slides that I was showing you in these verses that I'm giving you are key to understanding this massive deception. So please take note. Don't be tired. Always just reading another scripture. It's only your life on your line and maybe your generations below you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, lion seeking someone to devour. So resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Let me read that again. Just that part. So resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. So we're suffering like they are. We are being tricked and fooled. He's seeking to devour us, folks. But... Here's, here's the mercy of God. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Each one that is hearing my words. And then it concludes... And I highlighted this for those of you looking on screen. To him, being Jesus, be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Take a note of that. Write that down. If you're listening on Podbean, I want you to write down these scriptures. I want you to write down the points that I'm making. 
on these other religions and the things that we're going to get into. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Folks, be the Berean. Don't make the mistake I did by telling you about this great harvest. Take no man's word. Be the Berean. Search out these things in the scriptures. Find them for yourself. Trust no man's word. All right, some history, and I could go back even further than this, and I'm not going to go too deep into history, but in 321 AD, a famous story, Constantine was about to go to war, and he claims to have seen a vision of the cross, and he knew that God was with him. This is what he told his people and that they would assuredly win the war, which they did. And by the way, uh, Constantine maybe had that vision, maybe he didn't. Uh, there's no record, and there are detailed records of his life. There is no record that Constantine actually became a Christian. In fact, he worshipped the sun god to the day he died, so he could not have been a true convert in Christ, but essentially this is when Rome, because he was the emperor, and the Pope, the Vatican, started blending pagan ways and Christian ways, and it's been that way ever since. The blending of paganism and Christianity. It's even worse today than it was then. Make no mistake, this has escalated throughout the centuries. So that's how far back this goes. Um, and then in the Renaissance period, uh, the Reformation, circa you know, 1500, 1600, Mart and I'm not mentioning these names to lift up the Luther Church or the Calvinists. I'm not promoting anyone. But in the Renaissance period, Martin Luther and John Calvin, essentially, I'm simplifying history for you, uh, decided that the Pope should not be the authority over all the scriptures and that the word of God should be the authority on its own. Brothers and sisters, we need this right now. Except I, I'm not going to call it a reformation. I'm not going to call for revival, because I don't think that revival is what's needed. a restoration of the authority of the word of God in our lives and a restoration of us walking in our true call in God. Okay, let's talk about the Eastern religions or the other main religions in the world for that matter. So Buddhism, we talked about the chakras already. Um, in Buddhism, it's they talk about enlightenment. Okay? Sound familiar? Sounds new age already, right? Ascension? Huh. This is very old stuff, folks. It's not new age. <laughs> it's not new age. This is very ancient age uh, talks about Buddhism talks about consciousness meditation yoga of course 
a kundalini awakening when you go up through the chakras that's what you have a kundalini awakening and when you have that you're godlike so remember you'll be like god did you know the chakras in the in buddhism it's actually called the serpent spirit this is their relate this is what they this is what they believe and this is what they want this is not my words i had to double check this the ascension is actually to realize the full serpent spirit in Buddhism and in New Age. So, some of the evidences of the serpent spirit, the Kundalini spirit, which, by the way, many people, I think, rightly tell you that is the uh, false Holy Ghost. Um, when people experience this, they experience wild shaking, a feeling of euphoria, an overwhelming feeling of love. That can't be from the devil. Can it? You know what? It's interesting with the word love. What if I just said it like this? Love. Oh, now it sounds like it's from the devil. You're going to get love tonight, baby. An overwhelming feeling of love. Folks, this is channeling. And people who do this stuff, they're open for possession. Hinduism, I, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this at all, <laughs> uh, but it's a very complex religion. But what I can tell you, again, just a simplistic view of it, is there's multiple gods. And we know, you know, the Shiva and all that stuff, the Destroyer. And and by the way, a lot of them, you know, they're kind of the same as the, the Greek gods. They just have different names. Same spirit behind it, I would suggest to you. So multiple gods, different manifestations. It's very complex. In my opinion, uh, these gods are fallen angels, of course. Um, when you open yourself up to it, you open yourself up to possession. And, of course, you could be godlike the higher you go in it. Notice the theme happening. You'll be like gods. Muslim. Um, we Christians actually have so much in common with Muslims. Um, there's really just some subtle differences, and I can make a really strong argument um, debunking the things in the Quran, uh, how, and many people can. Um, and, and listen, they have their talking points against Christians as well, so in fairness. Um, but Muslims believe in one God, but without any form of offspring. So I, so that means that, uh, I, I don't know, does that mean that Jesus couldn't have been born of God? I, I think that's what it means. Um, they do believe in angels, however, as well. Uh, they believe in some of the books of the Bible. Uh, they do believe in prophets. They believe there's a day of judgment and that they do believe that there's predestination. And in their predestination, they believe that they're predestined to become like God. If that's my understanding. If I'm ignorant, I apologize to anyone who's watching. Judaism. So uh, they believe that they're the chosen people and well, the Bible certainly says that. Um, they have the Torah, so they feel that they have an advantage in theology over us. Um, they feel that they have the law, uh, and they have extra teachings like the Talmud, which 
I think on examination, there's nothing, there's not, not, not a lot of godly stuff in there. There's definitely some bad, bad stuff in there. Um, you know what? There's one other main religion in this world that no one else really talks about the occult. And for those of you who are looking at the picture on the screen, uh, yeah, that figure kind of resembles what most people picture as Jesus Christ. Uh, this picture, you can find it in the Vatican, uh, but it's also Jesus kind of doing the Baphomet pose with the two fingers up on the right hand, uh, one hand down, one hand up. Um, a lot of people would say that that's actually St. Germain, who's appeared many times throughout history. Uh, I kind of buy into that theory. I don't know for sure. Uh, but one thing for sure, the occult, well, Lucifer is the false messiah, but they believe he's the real messiah. It's important for you to know that. They have, the occult has in, done a complete inversion of God's word. They use God's word against God. They actually believe that Lucifer is our savior, and they believe that God, the creator of heaven and earth, actually imprisoned us. And they believe that God doesn't want us to know all these things. Goes back to the original lie. Do you, reason, do you realize why I said that to you now? So they believe that God has imprisoned us, and Lucifer is going to set us free. Um, they believe that God has kept hidden knowledge from us, but yet the occult are the ones, the occult actually means to be hidden. It actually means secret societies and all that stuff. And they're keeping it hidden from everyone else. So kind of hypocritical, you occultists. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, the occult believes they will be like God. Lucifer is telling them they're going to have immortality. And, you know, as Aleister Crowley said, uh, the full sum of the law will be do what thou wilt. All things are permissible in their world. So what do these five religions have in common? They are all waiting for a leader. Now, you might argue that we're waiting for Jesus to return. <coughs> but in the Christian faith, in the way, <coughs> excuse me, we believe he's already come. We believe he's coming again, and we're waiting for him. That's true. But he's already come. They're waiting for him to come, all of them. And ladies and gentlemen, when you take a look through all of those main religions, and there's many more, they all have the same things in common. The only faith or the only way... <laughs> that is separate from all these other religions is ours because we do not believe we become godlike. Now, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, made way for a new creation for man, the man, God-man. We're not gods. But we will be spirit like him. We will. We're made in his image. We will never be God. And as a Christian, I think it's very important to note that. But in the one world religion, all these things are going to come together. And right now, they're convincing Christians of these things. And you say, Jeff, but I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. We all have to some degree at some point, and maybe you understand everything already, 
Most of you don't. Most of you are going to learn a lot from this series. So as I wrap it up, I'm going to leave you with a question. Is there a Christian movement ushering in the new world order? Put the answer, uh, yes or no, in the uh, comments if you don't mind. And there's no right or wrong answer right now. Um, it's okay if you say no. There can't be. But I'm going to contend to you the answer is a big yes. Many Christians, many, many, perhaps even the majority of American Christians, patriots, are helping to usher in a one-world religion in the New World Order. And most don't know it. I uh, have to leave this episode here because I don't want it to go too long. But I hope this has laid a good foundation for you. And I really pray that you did take notes or watch it again and take notes because the deception, the magic trick is so clever and it's just like that lie. Well, it wasn't a lie in the garden. He told the truth, but it was the deception. And this is a lot of truths, but just twisted, just like that lie. And most people can't see it because it's not obvious. The devil is a good magician. He's a worthy adversary. That is for certain. But I pray that no one in this community, and I pray our community expands, will be fooled by this. And that's why I, I'm going to ask that you share this series. I don't think you'll be disappointed in it. So uh, that's it. Uh, next time, uh, I'm going to do a couple, maybe a couple interviews in between episodes. So it might not be concurrent, uh, but I'll do at least one of these a week. Uh, that's my plan at this point. And we'll get through it. I think you're going to be really glad you did. So in the meantime, remember, love the one and true only God. Love your family, even though it's hard sometimes. Love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.